welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State football podcast, which is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. I'm your host of the Cowboy Chronicles, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. Jacob, we got a lot to get to today. Oklahoma State in the top 25. Kate Cunningham news going crazy today. But first of all, we've got a guest. Greg Gold is joining us. And, uh, and Jacob, I'll let you bring him in because you've written a couple of stories about Greg, former Oklahoma State football player from uh, back in the Les Miles days, which is one of the things we want to talk to him about. But uh, but uh, kind of bring everybody up to date on, on Greg, and then we'll uh, then we'll visit with him. As, as readers should know, Greg uh, played running back at Oklahoma State uh, with the Les Miles area, like you said. He's, he is the man who designed the decals for the homecoming helmets this year. Uh, he, he's designed helmets for a lot of high schools in the state, a lot of high schools in Texas, now California, Florida. Um, he's got this booming business he started just a year ago uh, and has really started to uh, come along. And so this is this is exciting. This is fun. This will be a fun conversation talking about helmets, uh, OSU football, Les Miles. He's got a fun story about Les Miles that I know he's ready to share <laughs> and, and everything. So let's go ahead and bring Greg in. Greg, thanks for joining us. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Always a pleasure. Well, um, I think the best place to start, uh, I want to ask, um, and I'm not going to start with the helmets, actually. I'm going to ask, what did you think when you saw a top 25 ranking last night? Um, I, I thought it was pretty fair. I, I think for the first time in a long time, I think they, they, they got it they got it about right. Um, I, I like the fact that they respect uh, the, kind of, the type of quality team that we are while we're we're not a we're not we're, we're certainly not a bad or average team. We just we have we have it's one of those deals where we have the potential uh, to to be great and it, and it's there and we and we show flashes of it. Um, it just you know we've got a lot of young talent and boy we're going to be really something here in the next two years. Um, but I think overall it was pretty fair and I think it's, it has a lot to say uh, what the country feels about our team having three the only team in the top twenty five with three losses. And, and uh, having us ranked at that. So I'm excited. I love it. And I, I think all across the board, it was pretty fair. Was there a little surprise? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because, you know, ultimately I don't, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a hater, but I feel like for a lot of times we, we always get kind of snubbed in the, in the ranking stuff when it comes to that. So I, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but um, I think the way we handled business at, at, at TCU and, um, um, was kind of uh, kind of a testament of what what is to come for the rest of the season, I think. Um, and I think we're going to battle back, and I think um, the uh, the voters kind of see that too. And so, um, you know, when you look at it from a big scheme uh, and as a whole, uh, you look at us, and, and, and I think, you, you know, you can't disagree that while we have a lot of young talent, we make some young mistakes, but ultimately we're a very solid football team. There There is no guarantee that you're going to beat us when you walk on that football field. All right, Greg. I always love to get a running back's take on Chuba Hubbard. So, uh, tell us your thoughts on him and and what stands out to you about uh, about the Canadian Cowboy. Oh man, he's a he's he's a man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he is a he is a man's man. You know, and uh, you know, as as um, as as brute as he's built, and um, uh, and his his speed to that that matches with it. Um, I, his greatest, his greatest, and any running back's greatest 
um, uh, attribute is is his patience. Um, you watch him. Um, you know, there's so many young cats now. Uh, you know, I, I try to hammer my kids. You know, they're they're eight nine years old, and so I just teach them constantly have patience. There, you don't have to snatch the ball and run. You just let things develop, and he does such a good job at that. And then he's got the the speed and the ability. Once he sees a sliver, he takes it in and he's gone. I mean, we've seen it happen time and time again. And so I, I think I think his speed also when you look at him until he starts running away from everybody, his speed from a from a visual is a little deceptive. Um, kind of a semi example of that would be the kind of corn dog. You know, when you see corn dog running down the field, his speed is almost deceptive because kind of the way he's built until you start seeing people <laughs> getting left behind. Um, now that's kind of a drastic example. It's just something that we're kind of familiar with, but uh, his speed is, is for his size. You wouldn't think a man that's kind of rocked up and built like that has that kind of speed until it's too late. <laughs> and so he's been able to do that all season, man. I love it. And uh, I, I love everything about that kid. Um, I like that he's a great leader on the team, and I like that his off the field. Um, you know, my wife and I were watching him when he got interviewed, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" She was like, "He seems like such a nice young kid." I'm like, "You know, I, I I get that same vibe," and and that's just kind of our cowboy culture. We talk about it all the time, the classy cowboy, and and uh, you know, he he represents everything about that. So I, I love him a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right in all of our dealings with him. He's been fantastic to deal with. Great kid. Uh, but your your comment on his uh, on the deceptiveness of his speed is, uh, I, I think, really key. Because um, let's take that, that 92-yard touchdown the other day, for example. There was a guy that it looked like had the angle on oh, him. Oh, yeah. I and, thought, yeah. Uh, and by the time <laughs> and, they got to the end zone, that guy was five yards withered behind. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was five yards yeah. behind by the time they got to the end zone. So uh, he really is. He uh, he he has uh, a, an explosive gear that uh, that very few people uh, possess. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting to watch um, with this uh, with his team in in general. Greg, you feel like they've kind of uh, kind of turned a corner now with the uh, with the, you you mentioned the youth. You feel like they've uh, They've got things on track now. I do. I, I feel like we've got things on handle. I think defense. Uh, the last two games, defenses has really stepped up, which is historically always um, kind of a uh, kind of the, the Achilles' heel for, for Oklahoma State football. Um, but I, I, I feel like they're starting to play up. I feel like they're kind of all singing on the same hymnal. And I, I think that moving forward, we're going to see our Cowboys uh, display. Um, some much better football um, uh, than we kind of did the, at the first half. But again, it's it's all about pulling the pieces together. I mean, ultimately, when you have a program that has had three quarterbacks in the last three years, one of which is with the with the program for you know four years, was a starter for four years. You have one quarterback that's in there for one year, and then you're plugging in another quarterback. Um, you know, all because it had to do with the graduating class. Um, that that's a lot, and I think a lot of people don't understand the that that type of movement at the helm. It it really does kind of set you back a little bit, um, just because there's a lot of development. And you can say, well, he had all year and he learned from Corn Dog and he learned from, yeah, but he wasn't in it, and you don't really learn until you're in it. Um, and then you know the pieces surrounding him, they've got to kind of figure him out as much as he's figuring them out. And just as, as any young player, it's all about understanding the game speed. Um, and then as that develops over the year, which I think he's done a good job, it becomes it becomes easier for him. And I think he becomes more reactive, more of a reactive player instead of having to think a lot and think and think. And that's when you start making mistakes is when you're thinking about things instead of just playing the game. And it's slowly coming up. 
And like I said, I, I think we have turned a corner, and I think we're going to see our Cowboys start really starting to, put, to pull ahead. All right, Greg. Now we get to talk about your bread and butter, helmets and decals. All right. Let's um, do it. <laughs> what uh, – at first, I haven't, I haven't really spoken with you much since the story I wrote ahead of the helmet reveal. What was your reaction when you saw the helmet on TV? Oh, man. It was just uh, – I got emotional, of course. I, I'm just a sap when it comes to stuff like that <laughs> anyway. Uh, just straight up. I'm, I'm an emotional wreck when it comes to, you know, stuff like that and just the game. And uh, it was unreal. And uh, being able to see it, um, you know, what what really meant the most to me was, was everybody's reaction to it. And I think that's what was kind of the overall emotional part is seeing how many people did love it, you know, and um, and seeing how many people wanted to see it again. And, you know, the support that I got and the people and 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 having everybody call me and the texts and the emails, it, it just it was it was it was unbelievable you know usually there's always that there's that one or two like you know internet trolls that are out there (laughs) you know those will never go away um but i didn't really see that and i saw a tons of support um you know the shout out during the game was was huge um and and it had nothing really to do about yeah this is great for my business sure but it had everything to do with wanting to be a part of something big with my university um that nobody in this world can deny that i love um, but um, it, it was unreal, and it just it didn't quite sink in. Now I would have loved a, a win with that one, but hey, you know it's all good. Baylor's pretty good this year, but um, ultimately it was a, it was an unbelievable moment. And um, the, my only regret was not being able to to actually be there for the game. But I'll, I'll certainly make that uh, change next year. That's for sure. You know, it was funny you mentioned the trolls. Uh, the uh, the couple of uh, people that I saw try to be trolls uh, were really entertaining because uh, their comment was. <laughs> Uh, this is this is not an original helmet. Yeah, that was, and that was great. And we were like, yeah, that's that's the definition, <laughs> the literal definition Chick, of a throwback. Chick throwback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, take us through kind of kind of the process. This was uh, this was not an easy uh, an easy process. This was a helmet that was only used for a short time in in Oklahoma State's history. Uh, take right. us through the process of of sort of digging in and developing it and and getting all this ready to go. Right. So, um, so going through it, um, you know, Justin and I sat down and kind of discussed the era and, and how we wanted to approach it. And um, one of the biggest things, um, this is the first time, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the first time this year that on the chrome orange helmet um, or, or the candy candy orange helmet, um, it's the first time in, in OSU football history that, um, that we've done multiple looks with that helmet um, and from a side decal standpoint. Now, typically we've played with the stripe. We've messed with the face mask, but ultimately the the um, the Pete um, has always been on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, because of that, you know, it, the the paint job itself is, is pretty complicated. Um, and and when you go from a from a decal standpoint, when you go half helmet, it's very hard. Depending on the um, depending on the decal, it's very hard to go that big and still make it look good and make it lay down flat. And, and still, you know, be, have some, you know, um, uh, some some wiggle room to move it around just in case you don't lay it on perfectly straight. And chrome is kind of finicky in that regard. Once it's on, it's on. But um, so that was the big thing. It was like we want to use this orange helmet for multiple looks. Right now, it costs us X, Y, Z, and we only have one look on it. And that's we want to do more. <laughs> um, and so that's when it all kind of came about. So it's like we want to use this. I was like, well, why don't we do? Uh, why don't we we take a look at some of my decals that I that I can put on the helmet, and we can go half helmet Pete. 
And he said, you can do that. And I said, yes. And so anyway, so I put some, some of that stuff together and, and showed him how, you know, hey, look, this is how big it is. This is how it's applied. And, um, you know, from the most part, um, the biggest. So he's like, OK, so I so we can now. So I understand now. All right, cool. We can do we can do multiple looks now. I want to get this white right. <laughs> we have to get the white perfectly right <laughs> because it can't be because while is a modern look right um you know with the orange because i mean we had the burn orange when when the that era of helmet right. was out but right. we weren't gonna we were gonna do a ut helmet but um so um we had to we had to really match kind of the color of that white and he said i don't want it to look um and even i agreed said we don't want it to look we don't want like a chrome white right we want kind of the old-fashioned white but we want it to look pretty solid and so we went through about seven different shades of white uh within those seven shades of white was probably i want to say there were one two three four different styles of vinyl so there was matte matte chrome chrome and um standard gloss so out of all of them the, the we we ended up looking at them all and we 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 kind of dialed it down and finally looked at the standard gloss which by the way is like the the, the most least expensive um vinyl <laughs> that you can use i mean standard gloss is what you see you know some of the nfl still use you know some of the 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 schools that have decided to do chrome yet they're still sticking with the standard gloss that's what that was and he said, well, why is your white so much better? I'm like, well, there's different ways that you can make your white a little bit better and still, you know, keep the, the integrity intact. And, and so then it kind of went back to, um, what, um, what we talked about, uh, last time is the, so the design itself. So if you look at the brand, you know, it's not the same brand that we did for the, you know, the throwback last year, um, whereas you can kind of see the, the, the O, uh, and the U touch the S. Whereas this one was that was specifically from that era. Well, the issue with that is in the seventies they didn't have digital files. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, yeah. So um, I went off of a couple of pictures of T Terry Miller's helmet, um, and then just so you guys know, it's kind of a fun story. There's there's a um, there's kind of a um, a legend as a legend has it a, a tale of Terry Miller's helmet. So he apparently um, was in practice. He had the orange helmet on. Something happened with a space mask or a clip or something on a helmet. So they went to go take his helmet. They didn't have any other face mask. So he, um, they had to put a white one on because originally they were gray. Hmm. So they put the white helmet, they put the white mask on, and then when he came out, everybody was like, "Whoa, that looks really good." And so for the legend has it, we don't, there's no conclusive that there's no, well, I guess we have to ask Terry Miller himself, but there, but as legend, as, as legend has it, he played actually two to two to three games with that white mask while the rest of the team had a gray one. And then finally they ordered all the white ones and put them all on the helmets and it looked 10 times better. So, um, and so that was the other thing behind it was like, okay, so we're going with the white mask. We're going with this and so and the same thing with the numbers so we didn't know the number font um which um i had to look at um six different pictures from from the back of a head zoom in without you know distorting <laughs> the picture right um uh, because again there were no high res you know you know 1024 by 768 you know all that stuff no 1080p uh video uh, to be able to pull up, you know, um, uh, you know, records of, of Oklahoma State in the '70s era, so I had to take different numbers and kind of piece it to where I kind of figured out which font they used. 
I, I essentially kind of recreated a whole different font because I just didn't ultimately know the name and there's no way to, to know what they use at this point. So I had to, I use what's called, um, uh, Adobe uh, Illustrator. Uh, it's a software file that um, is kind of like the same thing as uh, the Photoshop, but it deals with not pictures, but just digital files. And so I took that and recreated everything from the pictures and had to have it exactly done, printed off two or three, got it exactly right. The sizing, we needed the brand to be the certain size um, because that's the fit for certain helmets. So we, you know, there was, <laughs> and so once we got it in, we got the stripe because we debated on, okay, do we, do we want to do one and a half inch numbers? Do we want to do two inch numbers? We ended up doing two inch because they're a little bit bigger. And then, and then it just dialed down to everything else just kind of coming together. So, um, there was a lot of process and, uh, we looked at multiple looks and we, we put those all together and, you know, I sent those to, uh, to Justin. We, uh, like I said, they ran through kind of some testing to make sure they can not only look good, but last. And, um, you know, which, you know, he had no doubt, but ultimately he's got to test it. And, and, and then away we went. And then Saturday came and you saw what we, well, all the work that we put into that come together. And I, I thought I'm biased, but it was definitely one of the, one of the better, one of the better OSU helmets I think we've worn ever. <laughs> I, I thought it was fantastic. It was um, so Terry Miller was the father of, the OSU uniform craze. Is that what we're, we're hearing here? The, back <laughs> pretty, in the seventies, he had, much, he, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, so here's the big question that I have now as, as a fault future, will you do more logos in the future? Have, have, have you discussed that yet? Um, we, we discussed a little bit. Um, but at this time, uh, you know, throughout this year, you know, those discussions don't come back up until January, February. Right. Um, but um, I, I am very confident that um, with the turnout that we had, I, I see no reason um, why um, I, I won't be able to do more business um, and more designs with uh, with Oklahoma State football. Um, I, I'd be pretty shocked if if we if I if I didn't. Um, and uh, like I said, it was like a 34, 35 year snap um, that somebody else did a helmet for Oklahoma State uh, decal wise. Um, and so that was a huge, a huge thing. I think one of the things that Boone Pickens really wanted to hit on is that we need to start working more with our alum and companies that that um, uh, that not only alum alum from the Oklahoma State University, but represent what we want. And I think my my company really falls into that category. Obviously, with the blood, sweat, and tears I put for my for my football team and 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 you know that football program, I really feel like I was kind of like a the pioneers of the new era. Um, not me personally, but m our class of 2002 that came in and kind of really turned things around um, uh, for that entire program. Because we, when I got there, we hadn't seen any bowl games, have been to a bowl game, haven't won a bowl game since I think 96 or 97, and so it, it got kind of, kind of, kind of flat. And then our era came in, and, and it just never stopped growing and never stopped winning since. And so, um, so there's a ton of pride in, in the things that I do for my university, and I think ultimately. Um, Boone Pickens wanted that. Mike Gundy definitely wanted that, and so I would I would like to think that um, we would continue to grow from here. And and one more question before we take a break, readers. I don't know how much they're aware your your son's team dresses just like these Cowboys on Saturday. How did they look in the homecoming uniforms? Because you broke them out a couple hours before they were actually unveiled nationally by the uh, college team. Right, and they they loved it. They uh, you know, they, you know the the youngins they this they think it looks kind of cool, but they weren't into it as much as like all the dads were. <laughs> <laughs> the dads were definitely more 
more about it than the young ones. The young ones like the the loud flash that I do for them. I'm, in fact, you know what's kind of crazy is that uh, this uh, this week we play our first playoff game, and I actually am breaking out um, by default um, the the same helmet that uh, that OSU wore this weekend, the black with the the paisley across the helmet. With the wow, but that, was, that added, was nice. Yeah, I added the. I can send you guys some pics of it, but I, I I did a little twist to the barbed wire stripe and and changed a few things up, um, just because I'm a little limited when it comes to the youth stuff. But um, not so much limited, but from an expense, it doesn't make sense to do a lot of that stuff. But um, but uh, we're breaking out our barbed helmet, and uh, I think so. The boys, when they see stuff like that, they go crazy. And um, but uh, they look good, and we we did we mixed it up a little bit different because we went with black and uh, uh, the black front and back bumpers. I can send you guys some pics of kind of what we did, uh, but it's very similar. We did the number on one side, and um, but uh, they they loved it, and we won the game, and and, and that was all that really mattered. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, good stuff. We're gonna take a really quick break, Greg. We'll come back and talk a little bit more with you. This is the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh and our special guest, Greg Gold. Talked a lot of helmets, talked a lot of football. Uh, Want to go back a little bit, and we'll get into some Les Miles stuff, but uh, there, was, uh, there was something you were discussing when you were talking about Spencer Sanders earlier. Um, you talked about, uh, you know, you, you, you don't know what it's like to be in it until you're in it. What was, uh, what, was, there a, was there a moment like that for you when you, were, uh, when you were a young guy coming in and playing in your first games? Uh, or uh, or just uh, just what was kind of your your general memories of your first college football experience with the Cowboys? And it's um it's it's kind of crazy. I remember um, coming in and um, you know just kind of taking it all in. And you know you, when you very first you know step out onto the football field and you know but you know when I first came in I was you know I was considered kind of a bigger back um, in high school. You know, I was. Five, five, ten. Uh, you know, one sixty-five, one seventy, and that was kind of big back then. Now, you know, they got they got they got high school running backs now that are six two, two twenty-five nowadays. Yeah. I don't know what's in this food, but it's it's getting out of hand. But at any rate, um, you know, I was kind of considered somewhat of a bigger back. Um, but then you step on the football field and you've got corners and safeties that are like twice your size <laughs> and, and, and just as fast. And you're thinking, well, wait, wait a minute. But, <laughs> uh, you know, you're no longer out running those guys like you used to, um, you know, and angles are different. And they understand what you're doing before you even know what you're doing because you don't really know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, it's, it's a big – the speed part of the game is, is the big thing. It's just like, okay – you go from okay. I just got to remember the plays. I got to remember the plays. I got to remember the plays. I got to remember the plays. Then you go from all right. Now I got to remember four or five different defenses. And then by the way, they change. You know, week in week out, the, the defense is changing from from a quarterback. You know, from a running back standpoint, we're we're essentially just kind of looking at the front, and we and we pay attention to the linebackers. I mean, when you're a quarterback, you got to know you got to know basically every position on defense. You got to know every position on offense. Oh, by the way, you got to know what you got to do. So, <laughs> so to to throw somebody, people just don't. They just want that. We live in this instant world, you know. Um, I want it now, and I want it my way. It's a very Burger King world, whereas internet style is. We we plug in a freshman that was 
you know, Mr. Mr. Texas, and, and don't get me wrong, Spencer Sanders is a very talented kid. He's going to have an amazing career at Oklahoma State. But a lot of people don't realize the, the steps it takes to really become a very successful quarterback um, in general, um, let alone coming in, you know, that green. And um, they go, well, Mason Rudolph did it. Well, that was kind of a freak. I mean, that, that doesn't that's not normal. <laughs> right. Look across look across the board, minus the Bluebirds that, you know, unfortunately, OU they get transfers for days. I'm not hating on them, but they get transfers for days that have plenty of experience. They plug them in a system that's very similar to what they come from. And now they look like the greatest quarterbacks ever. And it's like, well, unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of having the portal of Heisman quarterbacks just being transferred to Oklahoma State. So, so we've been developing ours over the last you know, four years. And we've had some very, very successful quarterbacks. But ultimately, the ones that have come in have not been you know, freshmen. I mean, we've had a handful and they've all made their mistakes and everybody seems to want to forget that. Um, and it, it, it takes a while. But, you know, ultimately, to kind of answer your question, my moment <laughs> – my fun moment, my defining moment was um, it was actually the spring. It was like a kind of like a spring game, but it was during two days. It was the very first two days. Back in my day, we did we did three days. So it was the third practice, and it was an actual scrimmage game. And I remember running. I took off. I did I did this really awesome spin. I made uh, Terrence Robinson make. I made a miss, and I felt really good. And then I took off and got like a 13 yard gain. And at that point in my career, I was like, you know, I do belong here. You know, I belong. And so um, if I had a better attitude, I probably had, you know, much more playing time and, and things might have worked out a little, <laughs> little, little probably worked out a little bit better for me. But that's another story. But um, I, I think ultimately we all have those defining moments, whether it's a play, whether it's a drive, whether it's just at any point on the field where you feel like you've conquered a little bit and you're like, OK, I belong. And no player, will, no, no real player will ever really come out and say that, uh, you know, after a game, you know, like you won't see Spencer Sanders after the TCU go TCU game and go, hey, how do you feel? I feel like I belong here. No, no kid or, or player will say that until ultimately they, they go back and they, they they recollect and go, you know what? That was my moment, you know, where I was like, I got this. And so and, and maybe the TCU game was not maybe for him, maybe it was a game they lost, but yet he felt he did something successful in a in a in a, in a series. But uh, at any at any rate, I feel like ultimately across the board, Oklahoma State is all there with their young players and, and they look really good. And I, I, I don't think that we're going to be perfect moving forward. I think, I think we still will make a few mistakes here and there. But ultimately, I think we're going to be playing much more as a unit. And uh, I'm excited to see the youngness grow over the next two to three seasons and it's going to be really good to be competitive and it's fun to see osu football people recognize it they know who we are um you know we're we're we're, we're a very uh, prominent football program when you hear oklahoma state you think gundy you think wow yeah this is a good football program it's no longer you know i'm not, I'm not knocking anything um anybody in the big 12 but you know iowa state nobody really thinks of iowa state when they think of football <laughs> um you know um they just it just don't you know when you think of uh you know oregon state you don't think of dominant pac-12 football you know in 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 the big 12 when you think of oklahoma state you think at any given year they could win they could win the big 12 championship you know so and that hasn't been always the case and i think gunny has done an amazing job with our program and and i just love what the way it's grown and and taken off over the last you know couple decades Okay, now we've got to get to some fun stuff here. Um, you played for Les Miles, obviously, and Mike Gundy, offensive coordinator. Um, yep. What was it like back in those days with those two? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Gundy, you know, Gundy, I think, uh, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I, I still talk to him and, um, you know, I still feel like he's still the same guy, you yeah. know, um, for the most part. Um, now, as his role uh, as the head coach, you know, changed, uh, obviously from a personality standpoint, the, I, I don't think anything's changed. Um, ultimately, though, I think his role obviously has changed, you know, becoming the head coach where he was when he very first head co- uh, was the head coach. He was very much more involved in the offense side. Um, I, I, I do distinctly remember he had an interview where he said at one point, he's like, I had to step away and, and put the right people in the right place to make those. So I'm not making all the decisions all the time because that's that's not what a head coach is supposed to do. We're supposed to, to bring in the right people, allow them to you know do their thing. And then and then that's how you build a program. And he's done a very good job of that. And so, um, you know, from a, he's always a player's coach. And um, and even Miles. Miles was a awesome. I'll never forget, Coach Miles came to my house, picked me up uh, in his Escalade, which was like, the Escalade was like one of the first car, like the, it was like one of the first times like the Escalade had just come out. And he picked me up, he picked me up in a black Escalade and we, we drove to, forget like some like little, it's like Arby's or something. It wasn't even, it wasn't even <laughs> anything. It wasn't even anything great. Or I think it was like a Bennigan's or something. It wasn't even anything that was great. But um, we, uh, you know, we were just talking and, you know, he just, he's kind of player or kind of players coach that he just he makes you feel good about yourself and he doesn't make like you make you uh stand over top of you like I'm, I'm better than you i'm the ceo you're a pawn in my game both coaches um very much player coaches and and um respect both both of them very much so when i was writing the story about your your helmet decals i i asked mike gundy about about you <laughs> design the helmets and he brought up a story <laughs> that uh, I, I've wanted to ask you about now for a while. I, I texted you about it briefly then too, but um, apparently you broke curfew and how dare you, first of all, um, yeah, how dare yeah. you, but uh, broke curfew and that ended up in, I don't know if it's a high speed chase. What do we call this? Tell us this story here with Les. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like a CNN, you know, high speed chase on, you know, in LA, it wasn't an OJ situation, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, it was it was very much you know so all right in, in my defense okay let me just preface this uh, I was I, man I had never been away from home you know like like a lot of kids I had never traveled in fact uh, fun fact the first time I had ever flown in a plane was when I flew from Dallas to Oklahoma City for my um, official visit with Oklahoma State isn't that funny oh wow yeah that's the first time I ever that's the first time I ever took a flight and I, and of course as smart as I was I watched uh, Final Destination the very first one oh, no. watched that the night before <laughs> perfect timing right yeah <laughs> just goes to the story of my life right there I make yeah. all the I make all the right decisions at the wrong time um, so at any rate um, <clears throat> so yeah I got, I got super homesick and uh, at the time my girlfriend was uh, she was a senior in high school and um so she's a year younger and of course i missed her and uh she's like hey i'm just gonna come up you know we don't start school for another week i'm just gonna come up and you know we'll hang out because like the what was crazy is the following day i had free time so um (laughs) you don't think about that at the time no i was impatient so so yeah so i lived in the basement um in bennett and so um i was like all right so I'm down in the basement. So you know, like at the basement, the window is basically up at the top. All you gotta do is prop it open. You just climb up, you climb out, and you're in the alley. So you can still like tuck down, and you still couldn't see you, yeah. right? Well, okay. so I hop out, boom. So it didn't, didn't help that my uh, that my girlfriend at the time she bought a 
ironically, because she was getting ready to go to Oklahoma State the following year, her parents bought her like the special edition orange and black bug. Um, so <laughs> very, very not discreet. <laughs> this is not the getaway card that you that you pick up for for a like a bank robbery or anything that you're trying to do. Sadie. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, so I hopped so I like hopped over, I saw a car leave and turn and then as it was going it slowed and then it turned and then it turned. Well I thought it was turning, it turned around. So when I when it turned, I jumped out ran across the ran across the way hopped in the car and then it turned but it saw me then it pulled back around i was like oh hell what is that i don't know who that is <laughs> so we drove boom so we're gone so keep in mind i this was i had not, i mean Stillwater is not very big but i didn't know my way around Stillwater. <laughs> <laughs> i'd only lived there for like a week at this point and um and every visit and everything i've ever done was always like on campus so uh <laughs> so i'm like trying to drive around all of a sudden i see a white durango which, by the way, was Coach Miles. I didn't know that's what he drove. So I spin back the other way. Well, him and the other car, which, by the way, was Mac Butler, um, <laughs> they're following me. So we're like – so then, like, we cut down the street. And I'm like, yes, we lost him. So then we turn, and as we're heading back towards uh, the Atherton, as we're turning back, I noticed it, it, stopped, it pulled out. And I'm like, oh. And so then the other car pulled back behind me, and she was like, Babe, you might as well just get out of the car because <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this all night. And if and if the, I mean at the end of the day, at that point, I knew that if I didn't that and if I in the in the strange event that I got away with it, that next the, the next night the next day they're like somebody better fess up or everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no way for weaseling out of this. So finally, I got out. And about that time, when I got out of the car, um, Les Miles was on his cell phone. He goes, "It's gold! It's." Gold. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he goes, get your ass in my car now. And so popped in his back seat and of uh, his Dodge Durango. And uh, yeah, that was a fun talk all the way back. And I thought for sure it's the next morning. I thought for sure. I was like, I'm done. He's getting ready to kick me off his team. This is great. This is. Yep. So yeah. So yeah, it was, in a, it was a fun conversation in the back seat all the way back. And so I thought for sure the next day I was like, yep, I'm getting kicked off. There, there's no doubt. Uh, because the year before there actually was a, ki a guy that, that snuck out and got kicked off, but apparently he had had multiple kind of hits on him and I don't know who he was. And in all fairness, I don't, I don't even know his name, but I wouldn't mention if I did, but apparently he, he had multiple situations and I'm like, well, that, that's, that's me. They're getting ready to kick me off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next morning, um, we all get in the team meeting room and the buzz is happening uh, because I told my roommates, I told them not to tell anybody. Of course, you know, the roommates going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. so, yep. Yep. so, so we get in there and the buzz is happening. So coach miles, literally uh, he comes into his meetings. He's looking around. Of course he looks, he laser eyes me and I'm there and I'm like, yep. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, uh, Hey guys, we, you know, we have uh, today off. We have this kind of went through the whole deal. And then I was like, maybe he's not going to say anything. Maybe nothing's going to happen. And then at the very end, he goes, so there was an incident last night uh, um, with a freshman. And I need that freshman along with the uh, senior, uh, the senior uh, captains uh, to uh, visit with me uh, in, in my office uh, when we break here. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. So, so anyway, so senior captains, I think there was like seven of them. Um, it was Terrence Robinson. I think Rickland Holmes is one of them. And there's a few others. 
and um and so i go in there and they're like so tell us a story and i told them everything and i explained it and miles is right there and and so i was like that's pretty much what happened you know and uh they're like i was like look and, I, and then before i could finish i go look guys i want to be here but let me just tell you right now i i got it harder than any of the other freshmen that came in because i was kind of the highly talented crew recruit uh you know i should be my hair they did you know i had to stand up and sing i was laughed at it was it was hard <laughs> it was it was hard. and i told him i'm like guys look i had never been away from home like i had never i was like i was like you know i was like at the end of the day i was like you guys you know you promised me that you take care of me when if i came here and i said and i felt like nothing like but you guys have all you wanted to do is just make a mockery of me like i, I feel like all you've ever done is just attack me since i've been here you know i, I i'm just i'm sad and this is hard and this ain't easy and i want to be here but this is hard <laughs> you know just kind of pour my heart out and so they're like hey we get that we don't want to kick you off we want you here but here's what you got to do so miles kind of like interrupts he goes okay he's like guys he's like ultimately we're not kicking gold off the team i want you all aware of what happened and so um uh looks at terrence robinson and he says you know i'll have some punishment for him but ultimately he'll be with me in the mornings moving forward and so i'm like okay all right so <laughs> so coach miles he says you're dismissed he's like he's like spend your day you know with your you know whoever and he said well he's like he's like i need you back at the stadium tomorrow at 5 a.m he's like do not be late yeah you got it so i walk up you know i'm i have you know my my football stuff on you know my shorts and he's like he's like have your gear on i'm like okay so i have my shorts on my my turf shoes okay turf shoes and a t-shirt and uh you know coach miles pulls up and his wife gets out of the car and she's like, hey, I'm like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my head's a duck because I know he told her the story. And I know she knows the story about me. And so um, he's like, all right, you ready? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm getting ready to walk into the stadium thinking he's going to, like, run me or something on the field. He's like, he's like, he's like, all right, we're going to run for the next 30, 45 minutes. All I can say is you keep up. If you don't keep up, then we're going we're gonna to keep – we're going to do this for another week. And I'm like, what? He's like, let's go. He starts running. <laughs> so i don't know if you guys knew this but back in the day coach miles was a marathon runner oh wow <laughs> i didn't know that yeah so he used to run marathons him and his wife all the time so yeah we we basically ran a marathon that morning um <laughs> or or what felt like it i today i couldn't tell you and that's what's the worst thing i didn't have a watch you know i didn't have i didn't really pay attention i mean there was no way to tell time and so the whole time i'm running with coach miles he's just talking to me very friendly <laughs> very nice hey tell me a little bit more oh yeah you know this and hey what do you think about this what do you, what, what do you know hey what do you think about uh what we need to do to get you you know bigger and just, oh just my favorite food coach miles probably knows more about me than i know myself at this point i mean i gave him <laughs> it was like the best like interrogation tactic just have somebody run with you and ask them questions and at no point i started slowing down at some points and he was like nope don't don't slow up don't slow up oh my god so for three days straight, I had to run with him at five in the morning. And let me tell you what, that turned me into a, <laughs> a lean, <laughs> I leaned out. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I want to say it was somewhere between four and five miles, both all three times. Oh, wow. And it was nonstop. There was no like track. It was just randomly all over. And, it, and like we would start running toward the stadium. I'm like, all right, cool. We're, getting, we're you know, we're running kind of like toward back campus. I think we're done. And he would turn right. And then start running away. And then he would get like, <laughs> then we would go down the street and we're getting closer. And then he would turn back away. I'm like, oh, 
I know he's him. doing this on purpose. I know he's doing this on purpose. So, and that's the story. And it, and it, it stuck, and it's it still holds itself. Like I've always said before, I'm never proud of everything I do, but it always just make does make for a good story. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic, Greg. That Listen, didn't disappoint at all. No, not at all. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we won't uh, we won't keep you any longer. We appreciate you taking some time to uh, visit with us about all of these things. Uh, unfortunately, we got to let you go because Jacob is itching to talk about some basketball right now. Okay, all right, yeah, let's coming. go. Uh, so, Let's go! Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be good stuff. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a, a break and come back and talk about that. But Greg, one last time, thank you very much. We really appreciate you yeah, coming thank on. Thank you. Man. Thank you so much, thank, Greg. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come right back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's one last time. Thank you to Greg Gold for coming on and joining us. But we've got uh, some uh, some pressing news, some interesting news. It was an, an interesting Tuesday evening uh, for uh, Oklahoma State in a variety of, uh, of ways. So I'm going to start with this. Um, and uh, we'll go. We'll do some behind the scenes details for the for the folks uh, as to what our night was like. But uh, but first of all, Jacob, I want to ask you this: bigger surprise. Cade Cunningham committing to the basketball team last night or the football team being ranked in the top 25 of the first college football playoff ball? I actually think it's the football team. I Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. And and this is because Cade's been heavily recruited by OSU. You've always yeah. known they hired his brother, Cannon Cunningham, as assistant coach. You always knew that there was this possibility that yeah. this was going to happen. Um, and uh, I mean, the timing was the only real yeah, surprise. The timing was a surprise. Yeah, I thought it was going to come down to next week. Yeah. Maybe the day of you mm-hmm. find out. Hey, I signed with Oklahoma State. Right. Awesome, you know, like that's kind of what I expected. Um, and I happened to just and I text you when when I saw she was ranked, but I happened to just turn on over, think I'm going to turn on this college basketball game. Completely forgot about the college football rankings. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on my radar last night because I didn't think OSU had a shot to even be in it. Yeah, and all of a sudden the first screen that pops up. Number twenty three, Oklahoma State, right there, and I was like, "Wait, did I just see this right?" And yeah. I like, I like looked back and told my wife, "I said, I think OSU's in the top twenty five. They're not even in the AP top twenty five, but they're in this top. Not 25. even close. In yeah, the AP. Not, not even, even close. close." And I text you, and I was like, "I didn't even know if you were watching or not." No, I was not. I was not. I was hanging out with my son. We were uh, we were trying to memorize the start of the Declaration of Independence. We were completely oh, well, uh, disengaged. Sorry, sorry I ruined that. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> That's good. important. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it. I was not expecting it at all. I had no plans to even tune in. Obviously, I'll be paying attention from now on. But uh, uh, that was uh, that was a uh, a big surprise. Uh, Oklahoma State, the only three-loss team in the poll. They're surrounded by one-loss teams all around them. Um, obviously, the uh, I think the Kansas State win is uh, is carrying mm-hmm. a lot of weight for them at this point because what Kansas State has done since then, and Kansas State was at number sixteen in the poll, so that was big. Um, you know, the fact that uh, that Oklahoma State really, I mean, the Baylor game got out got out of hand at the very end, but yeah, they, they were, were leading that, that game. game. They were leading that game in the fourth quarter. Um, you know the, uh, the the Texas Tech game. They they made a strong rally and and got that almost to the point that it was a one possession game. Uh, so I think that um, you know you know we've talked about this multiple times, but had things gone differently at Texas, that uh, the, yeah. if the red zone offense is uh, is a little bit better, they win that game. So yep. um, 
you know, the Iowa State road victory looks really good. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was impressive. The TCU so. win looks good. TCU's improved. Right, exactly. They're coming off the they were coming off of the Texas win. So, and really they haven't played the weakest part of the Big Twelve yet. So I guess right. when you look at this, I mean, how do you, yeah, how do you knock it too much? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, as long as they, I mean, they win the next two with Kansas and and West Virginia. You know, it doesn't probably doesn't do a lot to boost them. No, but you uh, you expect at least it maybe doesn't doesn't they'll hang in there. Yeah. They'll still be in the top twenty five. They might move up a few spots. Yeah, maybe get yeah, around with twenty, some, maybe with a little higher. Losing, you know, so. yeah, yeah. So um, that was uh, that was a surprise to me. Um, but uh, but there you can see the logic behind it. It's uh, there's some reasoning. Um, now with uh, with with Cade Cunningham. We were uh, we had just finished talking to Mike Gundy yeah. standing outside. Had the, a nice uh, conversation with Mike last yeah, night. Yeah, it was too. great. It was a lot of fun, good stuff. Um, and we're we're hanging out outside the indoor facility, just chatting with Hallie Hart, who mm-hmm. writes for the Ocali and uh, has been an intern for us and uh, helping us out with some stuff, some stringer stuff. So, um, and all of a sudden, you show me your phone. I says I got an alert. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Tune in, and we're like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't convinced it was going to be a commitment no i i, I, I thought there could very but well I be thought, something i'm else. not getting on the road until i find out what's happening yeah. so you and i ran over to qudoba which is mm-hmm. kind of our working spot yeah it's our right it's now. our it's our uh, our um, still water uh our still water hub so we we kind of went over there and waited it out mm-hmm. and then sure enough he posted that video and oklahoma state's uh internet broke i don't know it didn't really but it <laughs> it, it felt like it like right. everything just kind of went crazy yes around there um mike boynton sweeten out video celebrating without saying his name obviously mm-hmm. yeah. um osu basketball counts tweeting out stuff fans are going crazy oh, yeah. um i mean here's the thing and we were talking about this the other day um at basketball availability with some people he might be the best recruit they've ever landed could be gerald green Mm-hmm. Um, is the name that people bring up a lot. He never actually arrived on campus, right? Because uh, back then you didn't have to play a year. Yeah, he went and went college. straight to the and so draft. he went straight. But he signed, um, and I think he's regarded as kind of their top guy they've got. And I think Cade's better than Gerald Green. Yeah, um, I, he's a easily a five star, best guard in the country. Um, he has to come here if he signs. I mean, there's the NBA rules still there. He's got to mm-hmm. go for a year, right? Um, it's going to be incredibly entertaining to see. Now, I'm curious, does OSU kind of hold his breath for a week? Right, yeah. Still to make get sure to he's not Wednesday. getting flipped. I think they have an advantage a little bit that he's going to be here this weekend for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be here. The the peer, the recruiting period ends Sunday night. Yeah. And so they're going to have the last, essentially the last impact on him, which I think is huge. Right. Um, I don't know that he's going to switch at this point. I think – with his brother being there, I really think that ultimately won out. I think he yep. likes Mike Boynton a lot. Mm-hmm. Boynton was the first one to offer him a scholarship uh, from a power conference, which I think is huge. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a lot of – we don't discuss that enough about recruits. Yeah. That means a lot to recruits. It if really you're the does. first one to offer, and and especially – and then you stay on a kid, mm-hmm. that really builds so much with a kid in any sport. Yeah. I've heard it so many so many times through the years of covering high school recruiting that he was the first one to offer me. Yeah. And so that that made something, and I don't think that's talked about enough. Yeah, and I mean, this is a, a really interesting case of that because, uh, I mean, you're talking about a kid who got 
the bluest of blue bloods yes. of college basketball coming after him after that and still felt that loyalty and and that importance in the Oklahoma State offer which is uh, which is really impressive. Yeah, how often does Oklahoma State beat out Kentucky for right. a basketball recruit? I don't know that they ever have. Maybe Gerald Green, maybe he's yeah. the guy. I don't know. Um but I mean cuz that was that was a long time ago obviously at right. this point. Um but I you, they beat out Kentucky. They beat out North Carolina. Yeah. Um Duke really wasn't in the conversation, but I mean, I'm sure they you know at some point were and right. you know michigan state at some point was i'm sure they've beaten out these teams mm-hmm. that most people nationally thought they have no business beating out this team why would why would k go to oklahoma state hire his brother you got a guy like mike boynton you've got a young core yeah. coming back too with this team with the boone twins um avery anderson i isaac uh, likely still coming back your a he's still there i mean you've got these pieces around him and then you get rondell walker to commit last week mm-hmm. uh he from putnam west he's the first really domino and that's kind of what i wrote because but it was kind of still unsure if this really was gonna be the first domino but he's right. the first domino yeah so you got rondell who's teammates with cade in the summer and aau ball um they're good friends they wanted to play together so Cade's second domino. Now they're still trying to get JT Thor, power forward from Georgia, four star, who's supposed to be really good too. He's got a he's got a five star name. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's JT Thor, headline delight. Yes, he's. I expect him to be a monster as, right. since he's Thor. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and I don't think they're out of a Bryce Thompson now. Um, Bryce tweeted last night too. That obviously, this changes things, right? Because I think he kind of had his mind maybe leaning somewhere else, and then he's going to announce on Tuesday, and he's going to mm-hmm. be at the game tonight. Yeah, interesting stuff all the way around. Um, we want to remind you our next episode will be uh, we'll have our mailbag segment. So if you want to talk about Cade Cunningham, you want to talk about football, talk about Les Miles, whatever you want to talk about, shoot us that information uh, on Twitter at Scott Wright OK, at Jacob Unruh, email Wright at Oklahoma.com, Unruh at Oklahoma.com. We want to hear from you so that we can uh, fill up that mailbag for our late week episode and uh, we'll answer as many of those questions as we can. Last week, the first time ever in the history of the podcast, we had more questions than we could answer. We would love to have that again, even though we apologize for the ones we don't yeah, answer. Sorry. But it's still a good situation because we love the variety of, uh, of folks interacting with us. So we appreciate it. All right. But that'll do it for this episode of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast brought to you by Zaxby's Satisfy Your Craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.